All right, we're back. Second hour, Incendiary Radio on the Republic Broadcasting Network. You know, you you think about this, and you think about twenty some odd years ago, almost thirty, when they were running the Waco operation. You know, th- thinking about this, and then all this stuff. You got people sucked into this thing that somehow the the military is going to come in and save us and all this. But yet you dig into the fine print and they they view us as enemy combatants and belligerents and all this crap, the, the leadership. And I know that there's some leaders in the military that get to high places with without, you know, compromising too much. But there's a weeding out process of patriots, folks. And the patriots are down in the enlisted ranks. They're probably got some captains and majors. But once they get up, once they start putting on these silver, the the gold, the gold leaves, and then start putting on the stars. Unfortunately, these guys just get just about as compromised as the politicians and you know hey look i've got a glimmer of hope that there is some larger operation running here and uh, um, the good guys are going to strike one day against the bad guys but also i'm done being a sucker i'm done i'm done with the hopium you know i'm Thinking about this, and you know, watching all those movies, those cheesy, like 1980s and 90s Bible prophecy movies put out by various Christian ministries that didn't have any money, but they were trying to um, convey what it would be like in the in the times of uh, the Antichrist, the Mark of the Beast, you know the collapse of liberty and freedom into a technocratic panopticon type of slave um, system using biometrics and all this cashless stuff. And, and, and really seeing it now actually come into fruition. Um, it's amazing. You know, now that I'm getting old, it's, it, that kind of sucks because I'm not as, I mean, I've been trying to get, you know, to stay physically ready for what's coming. But as the days grind on and you, you get a little bit older and it gets that, that much harder to work out and stay hardcore. I mean, when I first came on the air nine, nine years ago, I was beast mode. Uh, you can tell if you if you ever can find my archives back then for that long. I mean, I'm I'm trying to get back to beast mode now, but it's it's hard uh, as the the older you get, and um, now seeing the, the the battle lines really really being drawn on so many levels, how they've run these racial destabilization psyops, and the I mean, where's this article? I mean, it's so, it's so over the top. This is on um, the Stop World Control website. 
children must have sexual partners, say the UN and the WHO. Um, this evidence report reveals how the World Health Organization and the United Nations are sexualizing little children in primary education worldwide for the purpose of normalizing pedophilia. This report consists of nothing but solid evidence, uh, which many official documents, videos, books, archives, etc. All PDF documents may be downloaded from the references section at the end of this report. Little children are sexual beings who must have sexual partners and begin with sex as soon as possible. For this reason, for this reason, kindergartens and elementary schools must teach children to develop lust and sexual desire, learn masturbation, build same-sex relationships, use online pornography, and learn different sexual techniques such as oral sex. That's paraphrased from official guidelines by the World Health Organization, the United Nations, to educational authorities worldwide, etc., etc., um, I see we got a caller coming on, um, and I'm, I'm not really taking calls right now, but Mike in Kentucky, be brief. What you got on your mind? Uh, well, my internet connection is about a minute and a half to three minutes slow sometimes. <laughs> so I was yeah, calling in about a previous topic, but go ahead. That's crazy. That's, that's just like, uh, distortion of the whatever Keynesians and whatever was, I think, researched from, what, 60, 70 years ago when they researched uh, that stuff? Oh, yeah, Kinsey, that freak show. Yeah, he was a real pervert and did all kinds of torture of kids and all kinds of stuff, man. That, that guy was a real demon in human flesh. Well, they demonstrated all kinds of, uh, what we say, I don't know how to cleanly say it, stimulation of, infants and toddlers and stuff. Yeah, so. remember Jocelyn Elders? Uh, uh, what a name. <laughs> what a pun. Yeah, yeah. So what would you, you, you originally call in about, Mike? About the targeting of patriots in the military. I don't, you know, and it is because they preloaded uh, people being leery of conspiracy theories yeah. You know, from the movie with Mel Gibson, Conspiracy Theory. Oh, yeah. Great, great movie. That, right. And even the Jerry Bruckheimer film, uh, Enemy of the State, or yeah. what was that? Yeah. The Net. You remember The Net with Sandra Bullock? Yeah. yeah. What was that director? Uh, uh, Dick Van Dyke show director. Uh, his son was Meathead on uh, on Rob uh, Reiner. Rob, Rob Reiner, before he died, mysteriously kept tweeting about how great Sandra Bullock was in The Net. Remember that? I went back uh, and rewatched The Net, and I remember that movie being very, you know, kind of like forward alarm raising about uh, how your digital life could be completely erased or yeah. you could be totally messed with, you know. Yeah. And uh, you try to talk about that. I tried to talk about that stuff with coworkers back in the 1990s, and they were like, you really need to watch that movie with Mel Gibson called Conspiracy Theory and start you a newsletter. You know, right. they were making fun of it. Oh, yeah, sure. And so, you know. Believe me, I'm, the, believe me, I'm that guy in in my circle, whether it's professional or, uh, let's just say, family, personal. I'm that guy. It doesn't matter how much proof you had either. Uh, uh, and then there were some people that realized I, I was what I was targeting or talking about, and they were like, are you stupid? You know, like, yeah. you're, you're going to take on the intelligence community and try to uh, 
uh, wake up the sheep around you? Are you an idiot? You know, or uh, I'm glad they're watching you, Mike. You know, and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. I had one this one political operative that told me, "Well, nothing intimidates you, does it?" And I said, "Well, I realize the scale of the issue here. We're, you know, you're talking about profiling and targeting everybody for a social credit score. I didn't know what to call it back then. I called it something yeah. else." Right. But yeah, China's basically been a sandbox to develop sure. this stuff. And so the military mm-hmm. being, you know, filtered to get rid of the three percenters or whoever, that's been going on way before we knew about it. And that's, you know, it's no wonder. You well, I was in, I was in, I was in the Marine Corps in the late 80s and the early 90s. And uh, down at the, down at the enlisted level, man, uh, hard cores hard cores and then even some of the officers before they got up and had to play politics hard cores but i can only imagine where it's at yeah yeah well i had some guy that was in the military in the 1980s deployed in a certain country i won't give away where he was at but he he told me that you could clip in and listen to any particular phone in an apartment building on the hook and then later i found out that that there was a concept called a hook bypass switch. So, you know, the more they automated this stuff, the more they could listen in, even on Plano telephones, when you thought you had some privacy. Yeah. You know, great grandma with the milkman. <laughs> you know, yeah. we can right. we can intimidate we can intimidate her and and get her to, you know, go down to the Republican Executive Committee and raise a ruckus over this guy we don't want elected. Because we know she's been messing around. You know, they could blackmail people probably for decades before the church committee even thought about it. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I was calling in about with the military. Thanks. All right. See ya. Um, But remember Daddy Bush. And this this story went around real heavy back in when he was CIA director, allegedly um, getting jerk on tons and tons of federal judges and getting them all compromised. Uh, that was a huge story um, that I, I still sticks in my brain to this day. So think about that and think about, think about Ehud Barak, former prime minister of Israel and then big, big Intel guy visiting old Epstein once a month. I wonder what they were talking about. <clears throat> that was all the people, all the prominent individuals that were getting taken to the Island and getting, getting um honey trapped right honey potted um <clears throat> now think about back to the military when we were talking about you know they're gonna they're gonna you know these these generals all approach you know the q narrative is basically these generals all approach trump to run and then they were going to trump was going to be the front where they're going to basically reestablish constitutional government dissolve the corporation you hear all these people talk about dissolving the corporation and reestablishing the republic and, and all this stuff remember all the anna von wright stuff um that people talking about and all that stuff uh, you know we'll see whether it happens or not but anyway let's mr producer get clip 10 ready now this is just having to do with COVID. I got an article pulled up, and I'm going to listen. We're going to we're going to listen to these two parts where I was listening to David Knight, 
and he's talking about how before COVID even got announced as a pandemic by the WHO, a great old pentagram was already had started and set up a basically a mechanism to fight online disinformation about COVID and blah, 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 blah. Let's listen to clip 10. What I said before about the Pentagon in terms of having a COVID disinformation campaign monitoring this, they began doing this before, two weeks before, the WHO even knew that COVID existed. Well before... Anybody was talking about this stuff back in the middle of uh, December of 2019. They already set up a um, COVID disinformation group. This is so obviously a pandemic, but we knew this now, even though these documents are coming out. We knew this because they had practiced this for 20 years. That's how we knew. It went right down the line. And so now we're seeing the documents out there that, yes, this was medical martial law. We'll get to that in a moment. But this um, is a company called Graphica. They monitor online communities for government agencies. As I have said for the longest time, the purpose of social media was to get you to put everything out there so they could create a life log. That's what they originally called it. People said, well, we don't want the government keeping tabs on everybody and everything that they do for life. And uh, so they said, all right, we'll shut that down. And then Facebook springs up and social media springs up. And we know that all of these Silicon Valley companies were funded by um, these venture capital firms that were filled with people from the intelligence community. The CIA even openly created InQtel, a venture capital firm to fund this stuff. And so, uh, this company that you know would scrape uh, data uh, off of social media and then analyze it, geospatial intelligence, you know, looking at people's politics, their religion, making predictions about what they're going to do. They began looking at disinformation being put out about COVID-19 two weeks before the World Health Organization even knew of an outbreak, before anybody was talking about it. You see the plan? This is not a reaction to a pandemic. This was the execution of a plan that they'd practiced for 20 years. The private firm has received millions from Pentagon and Pentagon grants and contracts. They targeted U.S. right-wing communities as the top disinformation threat <laughs> from the very beginning, even before the beginning. And so, you know, we have this situation. I've played the clip many times. I won't. Bother you with it again? All right, go ahead, you know, stop it there, you... and then move on to the next part of that, uh, 3746. Um, so they're targeting right-wing people. The military that's going to save us with the Q plan. Now, you could argue that, yes, the military is not a monolith. It's so huge that there are actually faction wars going on in the military, and there are military... They're like the Satanists and the nuts that are loyal to, you know, the the globo technocrats, and then they're the patriots, and there's a war going on in the military, and that's 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 possible. Um, but man, um, 
the whole continuity of government thing where people are saying that the COG is a good thing, when all of us in our sector have looked at COG as pretty much nefarious to where there's behind the scenes, you got the senior executive service, and you got all these players behind the scenes that they're, they're doing a continuity of government, which means continuity of agenda, no matter what party's in charge, no matter who's occupying the White House, no matter who's occupying the House or the Senate or what have you. Um, and they, they have to occupy the judicial branch for, for a COG to even be you know, feasible, because the, if the judicial branch is doing what it's supposed to, they would be a check on the executive and saying, hey, all this stuff is unconstitutional. You cannot have this background group operating outside of uh, the the system of checks and balances and so forth and um, going on with their agenda no matter who the hell that they prop up there to be the puppet that's that's antithetical to a republic um, so let's go ahead and po- play that second part this morning as I was you know putting this together uh, I then saw this tweet from Thomas Massey. And he said, um, he retweeted this article from brownstone.org, proof that the vaccines were a military-backed countermeasure. And so it's not just the disinformation campaign that is coming from the Pentagon and started two weeks uh, before anybody, you know, WHO or anybody is even talking about this. They've already put together a something to shut down any disinformation about their coming narrative. And they also uh, backed this, um, the, these, um, you know, evidence of how long they had been putting this together with Moderna. And that runs through the Pentagon, runs through Fauci and the NIH. And uh, so Thomas Massey retweets this article from Brownstone. And he, all he says is, medical martial law. And so I retweeted that. I said, yep, been saying medical martial law since the executive order, 13 March 20. I was attacked by the ADL and Daily Beast in April 2020 for saying that. How did I know? Well, they practiced it annually, medical martial law, for 20 years, beginning two months before 9-11. That first one was dark winter. You've heard me talk about that many times. But, um, you know, when we look at the program that was there, uh, it all runs through the Pentagon. It all runs through Fauci. All right, and again, RFKs. So, think about this. This is all this is all COG, one big sloppy omelet of an operation. Nine eleven, freaking COVID, warp speed, five G during the lockdowns. It's all part of this thing to get all this nanotech crap into the freaking population for real-time monitoring. They had to have the 5G built in to to have the capacity to do real-time monitoring. You see the wires that go to these freaking antennas? That's why I say the towers are the freaking the enemy freaking foothold in all of our society. So when the, when the SHTF happens, better hit these towers. 
this gets interesting, and I got that Brownstone article David was talking about. This gets interesting. This paragraph includes feel-good-sounding words which cover up the true intent to declare an unrestricted biochemical, radiological, and nuclear war on Americans, subvert consumer protections under the pretense of a pandemic, pandemic response. Note the words, whole of nation effort. Under Operation Warp Speed, the Department of Defense and HHS are leading a whole-of-nation effort to ensure development of of promising vaccine diagnostic and therapeutic candidates. Well, the vaccine, we already tell, is just a hodgepodge of evil. The diagnostics are bogus and probably filled with the same crap on the tips of the freaking swabs. Therapeutic candidates were all poo-pooed like ivermectin and... uh, hydroxychloroquine and, and quinine and so forth, and then they, they push forth the remdesivir, which shuts your freaking kidneys down and, and helps you die, and ensure that these medical countermeasures are available in the quantities required to reduce SARS-CoV-2 transmission. Well, then you get out here with how this these pathogens were probably spread into these cities where a bunch of people got sick in uh, aerial spraying or who knows how, you know, water systems or whatever, who knows. Identify, because the, the flu numbers all just disappeared during this thing, and then all the COVID numbers spiked, and then, and then later on, the flu numbers will come back and the COVID numbers go back to zero, like prior to the cold COVID operation happening. Um, the DOD Joint Program Executive Council for Chemical, Biological, Radiological, and Nuclear Defense is providing expertise and, and contracting support to HHS. I'm sure you guys are. I'm sure you guys are. These are the guys that are going to save us, though, DARPA and the, the pentagram. Um, Mr. Producer, get clip six ready. Now, the, P- Peter Navarro, one of Trump's you know, big advisors. And he was a lifelong Democrat, by the way. And I've got his wiki page pulled up. He was on a uh, Patrick bet David's uh, podcast. And I happened to stumble across this and he really says it, that Trump was tricked and so forth and so on. Okay. And he throws Fauci under the bus and all this good stuff. And he maintains that this thing came out of the Wuhan lab and all this stuff where, who knows what what the hell that they you know uh, dispersed onto certain populations to to run the scamdemic onto the onto the world until they could run it long enough to get needles in arms and then the real the real operation warp speed um, takes center stage. Go ahead and play clip six. You know the one one of the things I'm good at is taking the measure of people pretty quick. My boss is good at that, too, Trump. And I'm thinking, what? And so I fight with this guy. Wow. Mulvaney, I'm fighting with him. Redfield comes in and supports Fauci, and we lead that meeting with Mulvaney tries to say, all right, we have a consensus. We're against the travel ban. I say, no, 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 Mick. There's no frigging consent. I just like it. No, 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 Mick. There's no consensus in this room. And, and Pottinger finally says something. He's a National Security Council. And what I do that night is I go home and I write a memo that, I, that I'm going to plaster to the entire task force and, and broad chain that says that if we don't do this, if we don't do this, this virus is capable of killing half a million Americans and costing us trillions of dollars. 
January 28, 2020. Hmm. And that was, that's about as the best memo I've probably ever written because it was spot on. And here's the punchline. Fauci, when he was sitting there, that SOB knew for a fact that that virus came from the Wuhan lab. He knew that because he had funded the gain-of-function research in that lab, and he had already begun to design a cover-up. And we know that from the emails he sent to a group of, of researchers, academics, trying to get their support to push that come-from-nature theory. And that's the biggest lie of omission in American history. Because if he had simply owned up to the fact that that thing came from the lab, we could have pressured the Chinese to give us the genome sequence. Really? Which would have allowed us to design an effective vaccine rather than the crap we wound up getting. And again, Trump got lied to about that. Not just by Fauci, but by Pfizer, the drug company. In what way? They didn't disclose the side effects of that. And they weren't clear with him. They made him think that it was a true vaccine when it's not. It's mRNA technology. And, you know, I, 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 I worked with a guy named Dr. Robert Malone. You have him on the show sometimes. Oh, Ditra. Yeah, yeah, it's like the way... I, I mean, Malone was out there beforehand, but, but I had him on Steve Bannon's war room when I was guest host. And he sat kind of like, well, like you and me are sitting, Patrick. And we talked about all this and wound up writing a three-part series in the Washington Times about how the universal vax policy would basically spawn mutations that would be more lethal. Oh, you don't have to get too much in that. But my point is that is that that day, that January 28th day, was a very significant one overlooked in the history of the pandemic and in American history because Fauci was there. He opposed the president's travel ban. He lied to the American people by not disclosing right then what should have been his his – even if he didn't know that it came from the lab, he should have told us it might have come from the lab. And because he uh, didn't you do can that, stop we it didn't there. get the genome. So the little Jesuit Fauci, don't you dare discount the freaking control and uh, part that the gang controlling the Vatican has to do with this scamdemic as well as organized Jewry. It's like a little little marriage made in hell between these two factions now post-World War II. Uh, real, real sick. Um, but think about this. Remember, hey, I thought Moderna, uh, they got the, the gene sequence from freaking China. That's how they built the vaccine in a day or two. Remember this? I mean, there's a lot of holes in Navarro's kind of story here, too, because uh, the Pentagon's little gang running Moderna, um, heck, they had this thing built as soon as the pandemic was declared. They've been working on all this crap for decades and at least another, you know, five, five, seven, eight years before the scamdemic was even announced. You know, you got some of these pat patents go back to 2014, 2010, all of this garbage. I'm so sick of this. 
Um, it's just it's just insanity. Uh, this was all part of this big big operation. Uh, we're coming up on break any second now. Um, but you know, uh, I was going to cover Kim Gardner here in St. Louis resigning. I'm sure you most of you seen that. We'll we'll talk about that briefly on the other side, and then we'll continue. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Einstein once said, future medicine will be the medicine of frequencies. What did he know? Imagine you hear ocean waves caressing a beach, or a favorite song from the past, or the trickle of the babbling brook. All of these are sound frequencies that positively affect us. Terahertz is a soothing, healing frequency that has been proven to resonate at the same frequency as healthy cells. It penetrates the body and stimulates new healthy cell growth. Want to diminish muscle aches, joint pains, and experience a greater sense of well-being? Tired of spending money on short-term remedies that never seem to work? Soothing, healing, relaxing terahertz frequency is now available and as handy as flipping a switch. Terahertz technology is changing the course of what we were taught about how to maintain our health and well-being. To read more about this amazing breakthrough and to order your Terahertz frequency want, go to naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. Well, we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, We also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org, and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. 
free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash rbn. coming your way now this is on washington examiner and this is about old kim gardner so she's she's resigning from her position effective june 1st circuit attorney of the city of st louis and she tells the resignation letter she sent to the governor she said it has been an honor of a lifetime to serve the people of st louis the city of st louis the most powerful weapon I have to fight back against these outsiders stealing your voices and your rights is to st- right, what kind of rights to just c- commit crime willy nilly and not get prosecuted. Anyway, I took this job to serve the people of the city of St. Louis, and that stills my North Star. And so it is with a heavy heart but steadfast resolve that I'm resigning my position as your circuit attorney effective June 1st. Okay. And so the Attorney General, Andrew Bailey, says there's absolutely no reason for the circuit attorney to remain in office until June 1st. We remain undeterred with our legal quest to forcibly remove her from office. Yeah, there is a reason for her to remain in office until June 1st. How's she going to cover up all the BS and shred documents and all that good stuff? Take everything out of the office that, you know. But here's the thing. He filed a writ of, quote, warranto in court and was looking to have her removed. Bailey had accused her of neglecting her job. Now, this is the first I've heard of this part. By taking nursing classes at Jesuit St. Louis University School of Nursing rather than performing her duties. <laughs> so you got all these murderers walking. Nobody's showing up to the court cases. You know, like 7,000 violent felonies. And only like 1,600 of them were freaking uh, prosecuted. Um, And he says, if the circuit attorney wants to be a nurse, she needs to cease pretending to be a prosecuting attorney. So so what's that tell you? She's the one that got the governor thrown out of office, Eric Reitens, a few years back. So why is she off taking nursing classes if she's a distinguished attorney who is a circuit attorney of a city? Not that she could go get a job somewhere in some law firm or something, but she's off taking nursing classes. What does that tell you that she's possibly worried about um, losing her bar? 
um, certification or something of this nature. So she's off doing nursing classes. Crazy. So anyway, um, Mr. Producer, get clip nine ready. This was um, Steve Quayle on Hagman uh, on Thursday. And this is pretty interesting. Go ahead and roll clip nine. Because this is so important. What Steve sent me, I'm going to read this now. This is dated May 2nd, 2023. The subject is U.S. currency alert, U.S. dollar in-game. And, and folks, I've been hearing this. This, by the way, is copyright Gen 6, 2023. This is Steve. And, and folks, this is what you will get. This is a quality of information. Not that I need to sell the private briefings, but my goodness, this is what you'll get ahead of time, ahead of everyone else. And, and you know, information, it, um, it's valuable. And um, that, that, that's why it's there. And um, that's why I'm so keen on you becoming a member of the private intelligence briefings. All right. The purpose of this alert, and I highlighted it here, is to inform you of a critical letter that Secretary of the U.S. Treasury sent to Congress over this last weekend. The key points of this letter were the following key things, of which I will carefully explain to you the potential consequences of. Number one, as of June 1st, 2023, the U.S. government will no longer be able to meet its obligations. I think we all know that, that I'm opining here. Um, but, but, you know, that's never stopped this raising of the debt ceiling and printing all this. But anyway, all right. Number two, as of that same day, June 1st, 2023, the faith and promise of the U.S. government regarding debt, as well as the currency stability, will be in serious doubt due to the inability of the USA to uh, USA government to meet its internal and external obligations. Boy. Oh, boy. Okay, number three. As of June 1st, 2023, because the USA will be unable to meet its obligations, it will then enter the 30-day waiting period before the official default occurs. Oh, Heavenly Father, I pray that that never happens because just take a look at Venezuela or other countries um, that turn into third world shitholes in, in, in what Donald Trump just Look at our cities right um, now. In his words, uh, it's coming here, and I pray that your family does not have to be subjected to that. Steve, wow, that's powerful. Go ahead, sir. Well, I want everybody to understand, this is Janet Yellen, okay? This is not Doug Hagman. This is not Steve Quayle. This is not, you know, these are the headlines, but there's, Doug, we're saturated with so much information. So I asked Science Guy, to, and this is, uh, I would call him our uh, uh, professor, Professor Emeritus of real world events because he lived in the world of, uh, you know, basically James Bond high tech. And and we were so blessed to have him to be able to teach us. As I've said, Doug, you know, this bottom line is I can't know all this stuff. And God never asked me to. He asked me to be the presenter of it. But if I would be faithful, he's brought it. So mock as they will, mock as they must. Very soon, Doug, the mockers and scorners will turn to dust. I pray they're right with Jesus because it'll be radioactive dust. So this, ladies and gentlemen, is reality break. So, Doug, just scroll up if you would to four, five, and six. Let me have four, five, six. There you go. 
As of July 1st, 2023, the U.S. government will be in a full default position regarding the principal and interest for all government-issued security, such as T-bills, T-bonds, T-notes, and the faith and promise USA government regarding debt obligations will be forever damaged and the likelihood of people wishing to buy U.S. securities will be zero. Here's the point that no one is talking about. I, I Listen, I look at a lot of stuff, read a lot of stuff, but it's not a question of raising the debt limit. Who's going to buy the debt? Who's going to buy the debt when they're already showing up at the Fed window demanding gold or silver or platinum or land or gas and oil leases or mining or this or that? In essence, this is where the term, and we'll get to it in a minute, force majeure comes in. That simply means U.S. says, hey, we repudiate our debt, we repudiate the dollar. At that point, every place in the world turns against the United States. And the prophet Jeremiah stated that when a nation goes to war against God, and the United States is at war against God, I don't think people are going to like how that works out. And the Christians who claim to be Christians were silent. The pulpits are, how should I say this, glaringly and blaringly indifferent. All right, go so ahead and stop it there. So the nations at war with God, we're finding out all these hospital systems, university hospital systems like Duke and so forth, doing these children transitions. And what they're really doing, and I and I looked this stuff up, they're creating castratos, and then what the Indians would call hijras, okay? Now, I got a castrato pulled up in Wikipedia. Um, a castrato, a type of classical male sim- si- singing voice equi- equivalent to that of a soprano, mezzo-soprano, or cont- contralto. The voice is produced by castration of the singer before puberty. Or it occurs in the one who, due to an endocrinological condition, never reaches uh, sexual maturity. Castration before puberty prevents the larynx from being transformed by the normal physiological elements of puberty. Remember I was talking about castratos and then some of these people in Hollywood, their parents. See, this is an age-old practice in India. And I've got the I've got the word hijra pulled up in the Indian subcontinent. Hijra are eunuchs, intersex people, or transgender people who live in communities that follow a kinship system known as Guru Chela system, also known as Aravani, Aruvani, and Jogapa. The Hijra community in India prefer to call themselves Kinar referring to the mythological beings that excel at song and dance. You see, performers, castratos. Anyway, castration before puberty prevents the larynx from being transformed by the normal physiological effects of puberty. As a result, the vocal range of prepubescence is largely retained as the voice develops into adulthood in a unique way. Now, some of the researchers, the transvestigation types, they look at people like AOC, and they've got a whole list of people as castratos, okay? Basically, and then some of these Hollywood leading females as castratos, where they were 
um, castrated before puberty, and then they grow up and they're very passable as a woman. Okay? Um, very, very interesting. Um, so, Mr. Producer, get clip five ready. Okay? And this ties in with that. I figured I'd, I'd loop this in right now. Go ahead and roll five. All right, it's coming. That one's on Rumble, I think. That one, that's weird. Family out for fame and money. Protester shouts, you mutilated your son at former NBA star Dwayne Wade following the 15-year-old's gender transition. 15 years old, turned his son into a girl. And I've already predicted where this is going. This is going to be, this is going to be a WNBA star. It's probably all been laid out, the contracts and everything. Uh, Dwayne Wade's son is going to be the first open man-to-woman professional basketball player and is just going to go out there and dominate the field. So in 10 years, and, and Riley Gaines was talking about this last night on Fox News, and she really laid it out so perfectly. This isn't necessarily about the person swimming in the pool now who... If you're a female athlete, the odds are still that you're competing against women. This is about the female athlete. This is about the little girl just falling in love with volleyball or golf or soccer or swimming or basketball that wants to be great. This is about her getting that opportunity in 10 years because we're making sure that men aren't pretending to be women competing against female athletes. But that's where this is going. And this is your example right here with Dwayne Wade's son now being a girl. So so how much you want to bet, how much you want to bet Dwayne Wade's son competing against girls in basketball is going to be the first open male-to-female WNBA basketball star. That's where I see this going. It couldn't be more obvious. You see Dwayne Wade getting all these TV shows. You see his wife getting all these marketing deals. Do you really think that's organic as they happen to sacrifice their son to the sexual perversion cult? I don't think that's a coincidence. But it's nice. You know, it's nice for Brittany Griner to come out and say, yeah, men should be allowed to compete against women. Uh, she she's already competing. She's already had her success. She she's not going to have to deal with competing against an entire team of men in the future. Go ahead, Same stop thing, it. Megan Rapinoe. Brittany Griner is a dude, Owen. If I've ever seen a dude, the one who was locked up in Russia. If you don't think that's a dude, your tradar is not working very good, Owen. Um. Mr. Producer, get clip 12 ready while we're on this one. And this one's got a little bit of bad language. This is some. This is a, a, a teenager who had the vaginoplasty, okay, and is regretting it. See, this is this is this is this is the thing, and this is what Jazz Jennings, the little famous uh, what, TLC, you know, the most you know where they documented this kid's life. His, his whole life of quote-unquote transitioning and 
now the kid's going through all these problems, weight gain and depression and all this. Go ahead and roll clip 12. Two years ago, I got gender reaffirming surgery. Here's a fucking honest update. Do I regret it? Short answer is yes. Don't get me wrong. I got it done twice. It looks Barbie. Why do I regret it? Well, because I will never be able to live a normal life. After the surgery, you have to start dilating to keep the space they gave you. You start from doing it four times a day to once a week for the rest of your life. I was fine with that. See, the problem is I had major complications and now for some reason I need to do it every single fucking day. Now, obviously I've had relations and girls, we all know guys don't fucking know what to do. So it's not really worth it to me. The problem is I cannot stop. If I stop, it's going to close up and create a bubble. And that bubble could literally create an infection that could... The two options here are I dilate for the rest of my life or I get it removed surgically. Surgery goes for 70000 and I don't want to go through that again. So I guess I'm dilating. <laughs> so they have to dilate this fake hole that's been created out of their penis where they put the walls inside i mean it's just so it's just so satanic what they do with this surgery and then this 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 person has to dilate the hole for the rest of their freaking life um absolutely insane now there's two articles i've got up side by side on on zero hedge which shows California's just total demoralization operations they're running on everyone. So California defaults on $18.6 billion in debt, saddling employers with the expense. So their the recent decision not to pay some $20 billion borrowed from the federal government to cover unemployment benefits during the scandemic will fall on the shoulders of employers, according to experts. The state should have taken care of the loans with the COVID money it received from the government in 2021, said Mark Jaffe, blah, 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 blah. The state's proposed 2023 to 2024 budget, $750 million was allocated to start paying down the loans until Governor Newsom nixed a provision in early January, leaving businesses in the state responsible for the loans as mandated by federal regulations so that the federal unemployment tax rate of 0.6% will increase by 0.3% per year starting in 2023 until the loan is extinguished. So he just dumps this on all these employers that they're going to have to put in more money per employee to this unemployment tax rate. I mean, what a freaking scumbag. Now, at the same time, he decides to default on all this money. California approves reparations recommendation proposing $1.2 million checks for black residents. So you just default on $17 billion, And now you're, you know, through this scam um, reparations task force, you're going to allegedly proposed $1.2 million checks for black residents. But in the fine print, guess what? It's none of it's fundable and all this other strange stuff. This is all just further racial destabilization operations to cause race war. Uh, Just um, amazing psyops being run on us. Uh, Let's see here. Got a... James in Vancouver's on the line. What do you got, James? Uh, yes, good evening. Um, this uh, what you've been uh, giving data for the last several months, uh, two, three years, in fact, 
all speaks to a grand strategy, especially what you're bringing out today about the Department of Defense and Fauci, you see. So it's, it's this is something, you know, in the early part of the show, you mentioned, uh, yeah, is there any white hats that are going to come to our rescue? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think, uh, no, and I think Trump, uh, you know, he was, he was handled, um, you know, and, and, or he went along with it. And now the, I'm looking for this May 11th thing, this big push from Mexico into Texas. I think yeah. that's the next uh, thing that they're going to pull on us is some. Well, allegedly, if 1,500 troops have been sent down there, uh, they're going to that's they're going to really be able to hold back hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. Well, it's not exactly old hickory in the Battle of uh, New Orleans, right? Is yeah. it? I mean, yeah. Uh, but anyway, you know what they're probably going to do. You know what the troops are probably going to do, just like they did in uh, Afghanistan and in um, Europe when all the migrants were coming in. Probably try to take biometric information on all the people coming in. That's yeah. probably what they're going to yeah. do. But if uh, Michael Yon, who I think is in special forces, is down there at the Darien yeah. Gap on a daily yeah, I've been, basis, I've been listening. I've been listening to his stuff. Yeah. And he says these guys are, are going to get operational when they get in here, right? And yeah. uh, I that we don't need that. We just, this is going to be weird, so. Oh, yeah. Well, um, you know, what Santilli and these guys are talking about is just this these operations here that we've seen with these shootings and, the, and all this. Yeah. This is just the beginning, and this is going to possibly go yeah. nationwide to where... Uh, right. There will be so many mass shootings that happen that the uh, people are just going to flip, and then this is going to be the attempt to get all the firearms. Yeah, well, no, you can't give up those <coughs> firearms, sir. You just can't. Well, um, uh, you know, uh, but Navarro, you 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 you, uh, you played Navarro. I he can't trust that guy. He he. This is just uh, well, we'll blame it on China. <laughs> You know, that's, that's, uh, no, it's not going to fly, so. Yeah. All right, right, so I'll let you go. Thanks, Kyle. Take care. Um, ranchers report biggest cattle supply drop in 40 years as shortages hit grocery stores, blah, 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 blah. Homeless encampments exploding in size over America as rent soar and the evictions surge. So now the evictions, you know, you had that moratorium during the scandemic. And now tons of people are joining the ranks of the homeless, etc., etc. In 55 days, everything changes for the U.S. dollar and quail. And then we're talking about that. The collapse of the U.S. dollar is going exactly as planned. You know, and this is some of the people that, in the, that believe in the whole white hats thing. This is the, this is the perf- purposeful destruction of the U.S. corporation and the U.S. dollar. And like a phoenix from the ashes, the the the, the savior military is going to build us a new utopia, and everybody's going to be free and liberty restored, and the constitutional republic re- rejuvenated, and and all that. Um, you know, unfortunately, the father of AI, this just Jewish guy named Michael Schwartz. Um, is really making you know his way through the alternative media, blowing the whistle, talking about how many people are going to lose their jobs and <clears throat> the danger of this thing. Um, you know, Matrix Terminator type level. You know, there's people that are that are um, there's people 
that are that believe that the AI is actually demonic, that there's actually ghosts in the machine, demons kind of doing the the quantum. Um, computations like Jordy Rose and these guys and, and Elon Musk talk about, and others believe that this is um, just a kind of a, a, a psyop to get everybody freaked out about AI, and AI is not sentient. Um, it's totally controlled by the elites, and it's never going to escape quarantine and turn on us and try to kill us off. And make us into batteries and where we all live in these pods like Neo and them in the matrix. You know what I'm saying? There's so many, every, every, you know, every issue we're looking at, you see people in the alternative media with all kinds of different, um, you know, opinions, Colorado to allow DACA recipients to work as armed police officers. So these people are not United States citizens, and Colorado's immigrants who came to the U.S. as children have temporary legal status or those who have applied for asylum could soon work as armed police officers in the state. Oh, it's exactly what they want. People that are not Americans, loyal to the country and so forth, being the enforcement arm. This is a stealth way to almost blue helmet us uh, through the police. You got people that aren't loyal to the country sitting there, uh, so-called enforcing the laws. Isn't that fascinating? Had much more on my plate. Couldn't get to all of it. Um, and there's the music. So I hope you all enjoyed the broadcast. Support the network if you can. And um, be ready for what's coming, folks. Listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.